You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. that shared is a reminder that you have access to decide what success has been for you, what it feels like it is now, and what you'd like it to be in the future. You don't have to stick to one definition and no one can tell you that it can't change. It's yours and you have full permission to do what you want with it for you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are challenged to reconsider your normal and reconsider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here with my co-host, India Jackson, to get the dialogue going. Hello, Miss Jackson. Oh, gosh, Miss Jackson today. (laughs) You never call me that. I don't. And for some reason, okay, I started playing in my head. I was like, oh, let's just go with it. I was going to say, am I like, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson today? Or am I Miss Jackson if you nasty today? I don't know which direction that's going, but both come to mind. I guess that depends on who we asking, but you know, that's that. (laughs) How are you, Erica? <laughs> I am good. I am trying my best to get my throat to keep itself together for whatever reason. My allergies are on the struggle bus right now. So please, everybody, listen and know I love y'all because this sinus pressure and drainage is real today. But here I am. So we had a question that popped up in some of the work that we've done with clients. And The interesting thing is it actually popped up in me actually being in someone's community recently. So it's shown up a lot. And so I'm really excited for us to go into this amazing episode that's a little bit different than what we typically do. However, super, super in love with this. So we want to kind of get into success. And I think it's important to like give you an idea of where we're going with this. Um, So we're going to be sharing what success has looked like for us in the past, both the ideas versus the reality. Mm -hmm. The the meaning of success evolves with you. We're going to talk a little bit about the EI because, I mean, this is the Pause and the Play podcast. And, I mean, you can't do DEI without highlighting that there's various perspectives. So... That's just giving you a little bit of preview into where we're going. <laughs> so like you said, let's start off with, with us and what past 
ideas we were given or maybe even took on about what success needed to be for us. I'm going to let you kind of start with one if you have one off the top of your head. If not, I have so many that I have thrown away that I will not claim anymore. (laughs) I think one of the ideas when I was younger, um, like very younger, like under 10, was witnessing the people around me look at success as um, like what some people would say is keeping up with the Jones. I have no idea where that phrase came from, by the way, but <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up appearances. So success then was having name brand shoes on your feet. You know, your car is very clean and maybe even you have some nice wheels on your car, but the reality of that was that you might not have anything in your savings account. It might not you be might nothing be in your bank check. account. Right. You might have dust in that joker. It might not be nothing. Yeah. There, as I look at those examples, there was nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely check to check life. Right. Um, because the idea of success was what other people perceived of you. How did other people perceive how successful you were in the outside world when you leave your home? That part. And I think what you said has a lot of uh, truth to it in that so many of the ideas of success that I feel like I came in contact with in the past were really based on, you know, who were you when you left home? Who were you at school? Who were you at work? And I think that went from uh, witnessing other people that were older than me when I was young, but also witnessing that when I became the adult. And I think the pieces that really are prominent for me are thinking about the fact that it was absolutely about the facade, you know, where, you know, where do you live? Uh, What type of car are you driving? And when it came to a job, like it, it was always about having like the good stable government job that had a pension and benefits and you could retire. And those were the things that, made you look good. Those were the things that made you a good dating or marrying prospect. Those were the things that showed that, you know, oh, you got consistent money coming in. Oh, I like that. Um, And I think about the fact of like, that didn't mean that you enjoyed it. You could be hating life, living that type of life. You could look good and your, your car was fly, but you go in your house and it looks like the proverbial bachelor pad. You might be sitting on a <laughs> futon or it might be a folding chair and you got a big screen TV and mustard and an old onion in your refrigerator. Like <laughs> <laughs> mustard and an onion. <laughs> like I can't do anything with this. There's no meal here. There's not, there's not even usable food in here. So there was this lie that you were fed that things needed to look a certain way, not that they needed to be a certain way. Things needed to have a very specific type of visual uh, appeal. But none of this, and I hear this from what you're sharing as well as what I'm sharing, none of this is rooted in substance or awareness. No, I'll say um, for me, that good government job narrative that you just explained. And what I look at um, that when I relate it back to my life was more of less success as stability, mm-hmm. right? Consistency, 
um, and maybe uh, a bit of emotional safety that is possible when you think that you don't have to work for the rest of your life if you choose not to. That showed up, I would say, probably more like in my late teens and early 20s that I started to see the narrative becoming that. Mm -hmm. And that was often very much attached to you also need the college degree Mm. And if you're not getting the good government job, then your options are doctor, lawyer, dentist, right. uh, scientist, something along those lines. And see the little bit of time that there is between our kind of age range of how old you are and how old I am. I think I got a slight bit more of the blue collar type of thing, but that you needed to do something that was consistent. It was stable and it needed to produce regular money. And yes. I witnessed other people doing it and how they perceived themselves or the the way that they would talk about other people of like, you know, he ain't got a real job. Things like that <laughs> would come up. <laughs> and then I and then I, you know, witnessed what that was when I got older and kind of how that showed up. But I remember the narratives that people would share about others around me, whether I was supposed to hear it or not. And what that then became when it was me and how I processed it and how I processed other people. And I want to be honest here. There's a piece that I want everyone listening um, or reading the article to be aware of here. And that part of what we're discussing is not only the way that you are processing success, but it's also the way that you are processing success when it comes to other people. Because those other yes. people could be family members. They could be your kids. They could be your neighbors. They could be, you know, people that matter a lot to you. And are you inadvertently, you know, giving a message that maybe you don't really want to give off? Yeah. Are you demonstrating um, something that you don't necessarily want people to repeat as well? Facts. Because we can have an idea all day long of what we think success is. But like as we begin to even start to live that out, um, you know, the thing that shows up for me is – the question was never, am I happy with this? No. Do I have peace? No. Ooh, child. <laughs> uh. Well, I don't want to get too far ahead. So yes, yes, yes. I, that does bring me to the fact that I think we both agree here that success evolves with you. I mean, even the definition of success that I was getting from outside examples evolved as I got older and things like that over time. Do you feel like the meaning of success for you has evolved throughout I your life? I think the meaning of it has evolved, but I've also moved to it not being so much just like a, a word and, and more about, you know, a feeling, uh, a state of being. Um, and it, maybe that's the successful piece. And I, I feel for me that's been important because sometimes when it feels like it's success and it's this item or this 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 piece, this tangible thing out there, it can feel like it's outside of you and less about how you feel and what you're processing inside of yourself. And so for me, it's definitely been a, a reclamation of it being something that is within me and not something external. Yeah, I th I can completely relate to that. That is not how I would have worded that at all. <laughs> but yes, that. <laughs> this this is the thing. We word things differently. And it's like, yeah, that, that thing though. Like I might've said it different, but that I get you. I got it. I pick up, I picked up what you putting down. 
<laughs> Do you feel like you ever like subscribe to those de- outside definitions that you were receiving when you were younger? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And honestly, there's still some pieces that will occasionally um, want to try to come back up and I have to swat it like a bad fly. Um, when it comes to like education, for example, of, you know, you're supposed to have a certain type of education, whether you use it or not. It's just the expensive piece of paper that you went in debt for. Well, I mean, I'm living proof of that. (laughs) 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 Like, I mean, I, I had gotten the narrative so much from my family that success was education. Right. And that education meant access to high paying jobs, which meant access to, being able to retire and not work until you die, which had been my family history pretty much. Right. Um, and no one in my family had went to college. So I'm getting this like narrative drilled into me that like no one has lived experience of. <laughs> and I, you know, that's what I knew. Right. So I went and got that degree. Didn't learn a whole lot with that degree. <laughs> and uh, definitely went into a whole lot of debt over that degree. And not one person since I started my business has asked me, do I have a damn degree? <laughs> that, that I had. And, and so I was having a conversation the other day about some things when it comes to degrees and accreditation and education. And it was like, does anybody ask about it? Does it make you more money? And if the answer is no, well, I mean, you know, you do what you want to do, but how much power are you really giving it? So I, I think the important piece of what you said is there's, There's the things that we used to believe that were given to us that maybe we took on, which, you know, having that stable type of job was definitely something that was uh, given to me. And even though I went the opposite direction in certain ways, that didn't mean that it still didn't kind of pop up. Like, are you doing the thing you're supposed to do? But just, you know, the fact that those little stories that are so insidious Um, they will try to come back up and you really have to acknowledge, is this my story? Is this in my voice? Is it in someone else's voice? And if it's not mine, you know, I need to let it know it can be released and go on about its way because I don't believe in you. Yes. Everything that you just said, like, I wish that those types of questions were just a part of the culture around me when I was younger. I would have been asking myself very different questions. Um, and making very different decisions. Uh, but I also recognize that um, like being in an echo chamber doesn't help. You yeah. know, up until college for me, it was mostly being around family of origin or family by blood, however you want to word that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a bit of an echo chamber. They had the lived experiences that they had. Um, they had the perception of what another type of experience might be or other opportunities might be. Um, but maybe didn't get to experience those up close. And so it just really makes me think about um, diversity and intersectionality and how having just a little bit more of that, like even the tiniest bit, mm-hmm. has the ability to open up you to witness other types of success and possibilities. That, because literally the minute that you began to kind of share that, what came to my mind is the fact that, of course, if you had a very narrow uh, frame of reference and you didn't like that particular frame of reference, you're going to assume that what's outside of that has to be better. 
And I think this is where it's so important to have different types of perspectives, different types of lived experiences, and being able to have that particular type of diversity included in the conversation so that you get a better uh, rounded and, and, and inclusive view of, of what's possible and what's out there and understanding that, honestly, first of all, it's not even about better. It's just different. Yeah, I agree. It's just different. So the fact that we are actually going to take time this episode to share the perspectives that were shared with us so generously by community members and also people that are on our email list about what success means to them in life and work. I am so, so, so excited about every single one that we're going to share because it is such a wide variety that is represented in these answers. And that's what makes it just so absolutely mind-blowing for me. It is different continents, different age ranges, different demographics as far as maybe race or culture. There's different age um I might have already said age, but hey, there's age again. Um, <laughs> Gender identity. Thank you. Um, socioeconomic classes, you name it. Countries, everything. And because it's so completely varied, I am just so excited to be able to share this because I think that it can just give so many amazing things to contemplate for what's being shared and the reality of each of these individuals, but also for your reality, the realities around you, and how it is that you want to support other people in their own realities and what they know is possible and what they are believing is real. So there's so much here. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that brings me to thinking about inclusion and belonging. So often those words are just like thrown around. Yes. But I, I really do think that when we have diversity of perspective, of experience, of whatever that is, and the intersectionality that comes with it, and we're able to witness those different perspectives, um, and maybe even consider like if we want to shift some of what our definition in this case of success might be, mm -hmm. um, it opens up that possibility for other people to feel like they're not alone when they realize that the American dream that they've been chasing is not their dream. It gives them the possibility to feel like they belong in this world, um, knowing that they have a different idea of what success is for themselves. Because so often we just see one narrative or we witness um, one storyline of what that is. And then we can feel like we're like the little weirdo over here trying to have our tiny house and travel. <laughs> When everybody else wants the white picket fence. I'm just saying. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Disclaimer, the American dream is not for everybody, no matter where you live. And it's not for just anybody sometimes at all. But, you know, I digress. <laughs> right. I digress. I also think it's important to note how we got here. So, so often we just do things on the show because it's aligned with our values. But, you know... Erica, you and I are taking a conscious effort <laughs> to think more about actually sharing why we did what we did and how we did it. Um, and this episode isn't just our rhetoric. Inside Pause on the Play the Community, we have lots of conversations, lots of journal prompts, lots of 
like Zoom meetings where we can get together and talk about things because we believe that everyone has something valuable to offer and everyone's perspective matters. And that really, to me, is true diversity, inclusion, and belonging. And in that, a lot of times our conversations inform what's created here on the podcast, inform what's created in workshops and things like that. Um, Many times we're even creating podcast episodes specifically for our members and clients. And there's something beautiful about that process. Um, But we wanted to extend that process out a little bit as well. So For this episode, we did ask our community members, what does success mean to you in life and work? Um, And we also wanted to say thank you for those of you who subscribe to our newsletter. We do newsletters very different. Um, And over at pauseintheplay.com slash subscribe, you're able to get our newsletter. Um, You're able to get the articles that match these podcasts into your inbox. But we're also sharing resources. We're sharing things for you to think about differently. We're spotlighting brands. who may not be witnessed as much. And it's interactive. You can hit reply at any time to some of the things that we're sharing. And we also asked our newsletter folks, what does success mean to you in life and work? So some of the answers and responses that we're going to dig into in a moment came from those individuals as well. Flaunt Your Fire is the brand visibility podcast hosted by our co-founder here at Pause on the Play, India Jackson, where you can own your values and amplify your influence. If you go on over, you can check out the amazing episode that India did where she interviewed Evolve Benton. Evolve shared their unique perspective as a trans speaker on the need of diversity in the speaking industry. They also discussed how it is that we can use speaking as a way of creating more financial freedom, went into pricing even, which was great. Also, how the role of collaboration supports using your voice for change. This episode and more is waiting for you. Go ahead, open up your podcast app or your web browser and give the Flaunt Your Fire podcast a follow today. The last thing we need is another echo chamber, perpetuating a single perspective on how we should live, love, or earn. If you know there's more than one definition and one path to success, but haven't found a place that encourages this diversity and divergence, I got good news for you. Your search is over. You ready to find your people? You can come on over and join us inside of Pause on the Play community, where entrepreneurs and brands reconsider normal and life and work. Pauseintheplay.com forward slash community. You can join today. So I would love to start off with this first sharing about what success can mean and what it means to this individual. And what I want to preface this with is that we're really getting to go into the humanity and the evolution of what success is and how it changes. And so Elaine Lucartis, which happens to be an amazing member of Pause on the Play the Community, shared with us that the definition of success has changed throughout my life. I've had to relearn this definition to what I've defined it as now. In my 20s, success was getting out of my college debt and having a six-figure job. Now in my 30s and undergoing the pandemic, 
Success to me is being completely present for myself and loved ones, honoring any emotions, regardless if it is a low vibe energy, because it tells us how we're truly feeling and the ability to consistently live in integrity. I had to relearn my definition of success as a result of burnout and understanding we live in a capitalistic world. What's important to remember is that we're human first. Uh, I have chills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's so much here. First of all, I think anybody that we just talked about college debt, like I think a lot of people can resonate with that piece. And Mm -hmm. Also, the fact that it doesn't have to define you forever. You can come out on the other side and decide what do you want to have access to? What do you want to be? How do you want to move through the world? And the pandemic, you know, whether we liked it or not, um, for some of us, we were given an opportunity to pause and reconsider. And having the possibility and the privilege to have accessed that um, was a gift in the midst of total chaos and destruction and being able to really try to find that and reclaim that on the other side is, is a very powerful thing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So next I want to dig into Mem Jenkinson, who's also an incredible member of our community. And they're sharing a bit about the surrendering of success. So Mem said, success to me used to be based solely on setting a goal and achieving it. And while I love a daily to-do list, it is now more than just checking off boxes. Success is feeling peaceful at the start and end of each day. That might still be because I've accomplished something, or it might be because I've surrendered to the circumstances. I suppose success is acceptance. I love this so much because we constantly, as humans, fight against our own feelings, our own realities, our own experiences. And that ability to surrender to what's happening can have a feeling of of peace or ease on the other side. And I can absolutely recognize how that can feel like success. Agreed. Mm. For some reason, uh, (laughs) Mim's response makes me think about the journey that I've witnessed many people be on of breaking up with hustle culture as well and recognizing that sometimes um, that requires surrendering. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I agree 100%. So now I want to share an amazing takeaway from Kim Wenzel, who, again, is also a member of our community. And Kim's been here on the podcast with us. Kim's really digging into the presence and the access of success. And I think that that's an important piece because sometimes it's intangible and sometimes the tangible things can help you really acknowledge for yourself what it is. Kim says, I love this question and I'm constantly coming back to it when I'm spiraling. To me, success means being able to be present no matter where I am. It is not feeling guilty for taking time off in the summer to be with my kids. It is being fully immersed in a client project and not worrying about my kids. It is getting on the Peloton at 1 p.m. and having a fridge full of healthy and fresh foods. Success feels nourishing to me. Financially supported to be able to live the life I want to with the people who fill me up. Mm, (laughs) So many things in Kim's response. Right. 
I love that Kim shared that it's being able to spend time with the family and it's also having the freedom to be immersed in the work without worrying about the family. That that duality there. That is huge. (laughs) And I think for anyone that is in a position that you are a parent or are part of a support system um, for a child, a loved one, or sometimes even an elder, there is this very challenging place of allowing yourself to be present in whatever that moment is, whether it is being a caregiver or it is giving care in the work that you choose to do or that maybe you have to do. And allowing yourself to not worry about the other things so that you can be fully present. That's a huge level of awareness to even be able to acknowledge that half doing it is definitely not success. Right. On either front. Absolutely. So, E.K. Powell, (laughs) if you have not heard of E.K. Powell, I'm going to encourage you to queue up in your podcast player, our episode with EK about African-American vernacular English. Yes, yes, yes. Such Such a a good good episode. Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) EK shares um, about success and enjoying the success. EK said, for me, success is a constantly evolving target. I don't think I'm capable of truly defining it in my personal or professional life. I've been happy and satisfied before, But two seconds later, it's what's next? And then I'm no longer able to enjoy my happiness. Should I always be chasing something or working towards something to feel alive? If I stop the chase, have I admitted failure? Is accepting my situation failure? Am I going to do that thing that annoys everyone and define the word using the word in the question? Success is being able to enjoy your success. <laughs> that. And honestly, <laughs> this success is one of those words that sometimes it's like, I have to use the word because I don't know how else to describe it because there's really no words. Like that is that is a thing. And first of all, I just love the fact that EK was very transparent about the fact that For many of us, we can have these moments where success feels like something that we don't really pause to acknowledge or enjoy or really revel in and savor. It's really about great, great, great. Now what's next? Mm. And that constant hustle, pushing, you know, seeking can give us a false sense of how much success we've actually had. And also we don't get a chance to really feel it because we move too fast. Yeah. The word that comes to mind um, for me is savor. I know you and I have been talking about mm-hmm. how that's a word showing up in my life, period. But are you savoring the success that you've had? Yes. Or are you just like hopping to the next thing? Right. And I just love how EK like <laughs> allowed you to be a fly in his, on the wall, so to speak, or a peek inside his brain of what questions he's asking himself. I can relate to all of those questions. Same, same. I appreciate that transparency and I'm grateful for that level of vulnerability. Thanks, EK. So next up is Yeti Nguyenhaas. And Yeti is an incredible member of our community as well. Um, And Yeti shares that success to me is doing what I love in life, learning to be uncomfortable, consistency, and not giving up. 
Can I tell you how much I just love the fact that Yeti is just like, I'm going to make my statement. I'm going to drop the mic because this is what I do. And it feels so authentic to Yeti. Yeti is very much like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I don't care how you feel about it. And if you love it, awesome. If you don't, fuck it. I love (laughs) that she does that. Absolutely love it. Same. And I also, you know, there was a lot that was said in that very short and sweet (laughs) one-liner. Right. (laughs) The uncomfortable piece stands out to me that, you know, part of success can also be being in a place where you are willing to be uncomfortable because you're comfortable in who you are. And just that piece of not giving up. Success, in my opinion, doesn't always mean that everything is a success. It's about the process. And that not giving up is such an integral part of success. And Yeti nailed it. So next up, this is an amazing take from Sean McMullen. And he's another member of our community. And the way that this kind of is going into addressing the big picture and the success concept as a life goal. I just want to share how they gave this. And I think it's, it's an amazing thing here. Sean shared, we use the term success in two different ways, in terms of projects, i.e. job well done, and in terms of people, whether your life is a success or not. While I enjoy celebrating the small wins that come with finishing a project, I don't ascribe to the dichotomy of success and failure, winners and losers, when it comes to life as a whole. I would rather talk about life in terms of purpose or meaning. For me, meaning comes from friends and family, love, trust, and respect. Purpose comes from creativity, curiosity, and challenge, falling down and then getting back up. Life is a beautiful process full of challenges and growth. It's the trip, not the destination. Sit back and enjoy the scenery. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Whole story, a whole layout of the scenario. I love it so much. Oh, I just feel inclined to like get in my car and put the windows down and enjoy the scene. (laughs) Yes. I Absolutely. I just, I loved how it really was capturing the bigger parts of it. It was capturing the deeper rooted feelings, not just the surface level. This is what online business tells you you should do, or this is what the Lambo nation tells you you should do. It was very much like, you know, it's so much more than this. Let's really get to the heart of this. Oh my gosh. It was just so like it hit home. Yeah. I mean, the big thing that stands out to me is the trip, not the destination. That's something that um, (laughs) I personally have to remind myself of often. But I think in general, when success is a conversation, people talk about you have to obtain this, whether it's money, whether it's a credential, whether it's a status, whether it's a possession of like the home or the kids or the relationship status. That's a destination. And so often we don't pause to, as as Sean shares, sit back, enjoy the scenery, and enjoy the trip along the way. That's why it's so important when and if you have the ability to, to pause. Oh, well, next up, (laughs) we have Emily Souter. And 
Emily is digging into success being a living entity. Okay, so in full transparency, Emily shared um, in the thread where we asked this in the community because we can do like post in there and people can comment kind of like Facebook. I hate to reference that platform, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, a, it's a similar layout to where you'd understand <laughs> if Correct. you've used Facebook. Um, Emily shared this question made me think of this mother hustle piece from several years ago. And after rereading it, everything still rings true to my current self. <laughs> and then the link was shared. And I was like, hold up. Are we defining success by somebody else's article? No, India. Emily wrote this article. So <laughs> we're going to share um, here what Emily said in the article. In the article, Emily shares, I look at the kids that my body created and I think, yes, this is what success looks like. I think about my business, a thing that came out of my own mind and the fact that I jumped into it when I was scared, even though I was scared, and think this is success. Success is taking chances Embracing life with openness and learning from the lessons presented to us as we move along our path. It is not just status and money, though of course those things can feel great, it's so much more. The status and money look pretty darn empty when you take everything else away. Bottom line, success is exactly what you want it to be. It's not external to you. It's internal. It's not what your parents told you it was or what your best friend from childhood thinks it is. It's not even what I'm telling you that it is. It's yours and it's relative and it's fluid. It moves, shifts, breathes, and changes as you do. Inhale, exhale. Listen, Psst, it's there. Now I just want to lay down and think. I just want to, like, I just want to, like, let it all go through as I stare at the clouds and look for the shapes in them. Like, it really puts me in that place of, like, a quiet contemplation because Emily called out something really important here. And I think we alluded to this in the beginning, the fact that so often success is something that is really quantified as an external entity and it is labeled in the way that other people tell us it's going to be labeled. We don't even get to be a part of that process. And the reclamation of that is so necessary and is so powerful for your own evolution. Mm. And I love that Emily shares, again, the evolution piece, that success can be fluid. It can move. It can shift. It can breathe. And it can change as you do. So I want to share a amazing just gift that was given here in our thread in the community by Shannon Collins. Shannon, of course, has been on the podcast here. Shannon has been over on Flaunt Your Fire. And Shannon has been not only a, a vocal and valued member of the community, but Shannon makes some tremendous noise online, the good kind. And I want to share what Shannon gave us about kind of addressing the community piece of success. Shannon shared, 
My definition of success is showing up in my messiness and realizing it at the end of the day, that I am enough as is. Devin Price wrote a book called Laziness Does Not Exist, which has a chapter called Your Achievements Are Not Your Worth. I found myself nodding along to it, especially the parts about savoring life by finding joy and meaning by deeply and presently enjoying a positive experience. For me, success has looked like reconsidering my values and learning to look at my life as having worth, no matter what I do or don't accomplish. Price writes about making time for awe, doing something you're bad at, which reminds me of Amna Armand's Bad Art, which was a presentation inside of Pause When I Play the Community, and focusing on the process, not the product. All of this feels like success to me. He talks about how much life has been gamified and that it can feel like every mundane activity is a competition. I've tried to shift to a place of no longer comparing myself to others, but rather focusing on my own personal growth and the success that comes with self-improvement. Success for me has looked like being my weird self publicly and visibly and connecting with the goals that light a fire inside me and pursuing them in a safe way. I think there's a lot of privilege in what I do since many autistic folks can't unmask due to safety or trans folks can't come out in their workplace. So I try to acknowledge that while hoping that my visibility helps others feel less alone and more like they're succeeding just by being here. Oh, my eyes Ah! are watering. (laughs) What is this? I love it. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, for anyone that is unaware, Shannon has an amazing way with words. And I, I just read it and I felt it. And the way that they are transparent and vulnerable and giving you such a gift with all of this, like, I'm going to lay it out and I'm not going to hide it and I'm not going to mask it. I mean, the behavior modeling of it, the sharing and inviting in of it, it's, I mean, this is the type of thing that's fostered in our community. And every time this is is showing up front and center for me. I, I am so humbled by it. Same. So, so humbled by it. And the, the, the beauty of everything that we have shared here, everything that Shannon and Emily and Sean shared, Yeti, EK, Kim, Mim, Elaine, they shared these amazing thoughts and feelings and experiences. They presented this opportunity to reconsider your normal by considering theirs. And that is the entire point of everything that we're doing here together with everyone that is taking in this content, however it is you're taking it in. Uh, I am just so filled with gratitude that we have so many incredible humans around us. And I mean, I'm, I'm left speechless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the big thing here is I, 
I, I, I hope that everyone that listens to this will also take some time to come back and listen again at another time, because I think there's so much here and it would be challenging to get it all at once. And so I hope that you have the opportunity, give yourself the leave to, to listen to it again and to really absorb you know, what's, what's being shared here uh, so generously. And to know that everyone that shared is a reminder that you have access to decide what success has been for you, what it feels like it is now, and what you'd like it to be in the future. You don't have to stick to one definition. And no one can tell you that it can't change. It's yours. And you have full permission to do what you want with it for you. So every single time that I am here, that I'm here with guests, that I'm here with India, and you take in these real conversations that we're having that are to normalize the challenging things and to make them a part of your everyday exchanges, I thank you. Together, this is how we remove stigma and create real change and connection. We continue to cross lines and recreate boundaries to support, not separate. Together, let's continue getting more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, actions, and state of being. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. We acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the stolen land of the Susquehannock, Piscataway, Nintego people, native to this area known as Maryland. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?